Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Glory, glory, it is done, it is finished, it is accomplished, it is made manifest. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God. Oh, show, 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 show. Hey, yeah. And I see a way being made for you in your steps. I see doors opening unto you. And those things that you've been believing for for years gone by are being formed and, and shaped before you as you pursue, as you pursue that plan that God has for your life. And you'll see that it's different. You'll see that this, 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 this transplant into this place is for a divine purpose and a divine reason. And you'll see things open up to you. And there'll be times you'll go, oh, it's never going to come. It's never come. No, the Lord says, you have it now. Continue to follow me. Continue to pursue your high calling. And those doors will open in Jesus' name. I say that vision shall not tarry, but it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. He's good. I said he's good. He's always good. He's got nothing but good. Glory to God. Well, this is that special moment that we get to kick the youth out of the service. And... uh, so, so youth, you are dismissed. Any other youths that want to go on up, you're sure welcome to go. They're, the Lord is all over my wife, and uh, he speaks through her. And uh, the youth always get something when they go back for their service. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm glad I came to church this morning. Me too. Glory to God. I, I, I like hanging out with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Any good? Shoo! Glory to God. Let's go ahead and get our faith out there and let's touch what we believe the, uh, the Lord has for us. Father, we, we thank you for this point in time, this opportunity that we have to encounter you, to have you speak in our presence, to, to bring light, to bring strength and encouragement to us. We just say, Lord, today that we'll receive from you and we'll We'll be mindful to keep our mind attentive and to keep the ears of our heart open. And we thank you for that which you have for us now in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, as Joy was saying earlier, we've come into the new year. And you know, it's our culture that has us do these uh, resolutions, you know, to make plans, to kind of get us set up for what we're going to accomplish in the coming year. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. You know, we, 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 we come up uh, with plans for, you know, for our health. 
We come up with plans for our relationships. We come up with plans for, you know, our finances. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, of course, we, we make plans to come up higher in the things of God. Amen? Amen. And, you know, that's a good thing. Yes, Amen. I mean, that's why we put rudders on ships. Right? That's why we put steering devices in airplanes and cars. Right? Because you just let them do what they want to do. They're not going to end up where we want to go. And our life's that way. I said our life's that way. We've got to point our life in the direction that, that the Lord wants it to go. Amen? And so that takes conscious decisions. Thank you for that rousing applause and, uh, you know, recognition of that truth. Amen. It's true. I want you to look uh, this morning with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. I, I like this verse of scripture because this is God's uh, attitude and his plan for you and I. And uh, we put this uh, on our Facebook page. And, and talked about it a little, and, and I just couldn't shake it, so the Lord had me start here this morning. And uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, we may or may not have... Per- oh, yeah, there you go. Thank you, sir. Whoever's up there, the spotlights are in my face, so I can't see you, but... Ah, oh, there it is, the voice from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brett. You are awesome and a blessing. Amen. You with me, Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is God speaking. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. He says that there are plans for welfare. The King James says for good. And he says, and not for evil. Isn't it nice to know that, that God's plan for us is to be free from evil and to have life, that which is good. And it says, I've come to give you a future and a hope, a destiny and an earnest expectation. You know, God has a destiny. He has a plan for our life. Now, (laughs) what we what we do is we find a scripture, a scripture that we like and we just get all excited. You know, and, and this scripture is, is one of those scriptures, you know, another one of them is, you know, my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. We, we read that and we go, man, woohoo, glory to God. But uh, how many of you know that just because you get excited about a verse doesn't mean you're going to have it? Uh Oh, did I just hit a stump? Did, did, I'm plowing the field. Did I just hit a stump right there? You see, religiously, people have been taught, or should I say religiously brainwashed, they've been taught that, you know, God's all-powerful and he's in in control of everything. And, you know, everything that happens to you, whether it's good or bad, you know, is all part of God's plan. And those bad things that happen to you, that's just to slap you around a little bit, wake you up. Because you can't learn some of these deep spiritual truths until you face struggle and have loss. 
that's just not scripture. Because my Bible, didn't we just read that he says he's got plans for us that, that, that delivers us from evil? Amen. And that he has a destiny yes. for us that's good? Yes. But the thing of it is, the plans of God, the will of God, all that he has for us does not come to us automatically. If it did, we'd already have it. <laughs> Amen. You see, understand that God has given every individual the liberty and the freedom and the power of choice. And he'll, he'll never contradict your choice. And so he makes things available to us, but we have to choose to embrace them. Amen. It's, it's so. <clears throat> and that's why when you get one of these exciting scriptures that says that God has something for you, he's provided it for you, he's not just, once you have it, he's already got it for you. Yes. That there are other scriptures around it that tells you how to get it. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. It's interesting that we read this verse 11, but we don't read the verses that follow it. Like, for example, I found an awesome foolproof diet. How many are interested about hearing about this? <clears throat> I mean, even the celebrities are doing this diet. And we see these before and after pictures, you know. You know, the before picture, the after picture, right? And so it works. Thank you, sir. How many of you know that we can get all excited about this diet? Whoa, I'm going to be able to. I'm going to be able to walk the beach, you know, and go to the pool without holding my breath the whole time that I walk down in front of people. You know, as I'm holding my gut in. You know? I can get all excited about it. I can tell you about it. I got this super duper diet. It's awesome. It's always going to revolutionize my life. I'm going to be so buff. <laughs> have you know that regardless of how much I believe in that diet, no matter how excited I get about it, and I go to bed thinking about it, and I wake up and think about it. How many of you know that that diet will never work for me? Even though I believe in it, even though I've seen proof that it works, I'm not going to have any results from it until what? To when? When? Till I do it. That's how the Word of God is. So he's got a destiny for my life. <coughs> he's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And he's got that which is good for me that will keep me from evil. And I'll fulfill my destiny in him. But what's the plan? What's the plan? 
Well, let's go on over and see what the plan is. You just read verse 11. Let's look at verse 12. So he's got a destiny for our life. What's the plan to, to receive it, to, to cause it to be a part of our life? How do we get buff? <laughs> right, exercise. He says in verse 12, he says, Then, now that you know what my plan is for you, now that you know what my will is for you, then you're going to do something. You're going to call. Right? You're going to call on him. And you're going to come and you're going to pray to him. And he says he's going to hear you. Verse 13. Then you're going to seek him. Then you're going to find him when you seek him with all your heart. Notice the plan to obtain the deliverance from evil and to have a a destiny and a hope. King James says an expected end or you get to where you purpose to get. First, I got to call upon him. I got to pray. I got to seek him. And I got to seek him with all my heart. Let me ask you this question. And right here will be worth the price of admission to this service. What are we seeking God for? Now, see, you know, I used to have a Labrador retriever. Baron Von Pucci II. And he was a black lab. And he was the most awesome dog. But... He liked to chase cars. And so when he, you know, he'd be in the yard, we'd be playing fetch, you know. All of a sudden, a car would come by. Baron, he's right after that car. Well, what's he chasing the car for? What's he seeking? And a better question is, what's he going to do with the car if it stops? Really, Baron was just chasing the car to chase the car. So if I'm seeking God, don't you think I should know what I'm seeking for so I can recognize it when I see it? So if he's saying for us to call on him, if he's saying for us to pray, if he's saying that we should seek him, and then we're to put all of our effort into it, we're to seek with all our heart. What am I seeking for? Him. No bad answer. Him. You're seeking for him. Needs. Forgiveness. Truth. Life. Healing. All good answers. Any, any, any other things that you're seeking for? I'm sorry? Trust? Is that what you said? Okay, good. Learn what he wants. <clears throat> so that 
when you get there. Love and acceptance. <clears throat> I've got one thing that we can seek that will encompass all of that. Wait for it. <laughs> and when I say it, you're going to go, oh, okay. What we should be seeking for, in my humble opinion, is his voice. His voice. I looked up this word voice. <clears throat> it means to express something in words. So if you were seeking his voice, he'd tell you about his forgiveness. Right. You're seeking his voice, he'll tell you how to trust him. Yes. And all those things that we, that we voiced, which are real needs, yes. right? Yeah. And are important. Mm -hmm. They're as, as important to him as they are to us. But by hearing his voice, he'll lead us in that path that will intersect what we need. His voice. His voice. What would happen? What would happen? If with every decision that I'm about to make, I just take a moment and consider what he would say. And I, I'd become sensitive to how he speaks to me. And that even in the minor decisions of, in life, like what car to buy. Did you ever buy a car and you go, man, I wish I had never bought this car. <laughs> yeah. It's a glorified lemon. Well, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I wasn't following his voice in that purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get entangled in a relationship and you went, uh, look good starting out, but then, uh. <clears throat> Now you need his voice to help you to get things right in the relationship. You know, something, something happened to me years ago. And, uh, you know, I had a, a pretty rough childhood. And, you know, I was without a dad for a lot of years. And so I pretty much did whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, not many boundaries. And, and, and I, made, I, I made my life a mess. There was debris, all sorts of debris following me around of all the destruction I was getting myself into. I was tangled and entrapped in all sorts of ways. <clears throat> and it just kept 
going down and down and down and down and down until I found myself. I wasn't at the bottom of the barrel. I was underneath the barrel. And I was miserable. And I had to, you know, to avail myself to ways to, to soften the distress and anxiety that I was under, that burden. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, self-medicating, getting entangled in things that would just make me to stop thinking about how miserable I was for a short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one day I tripped over this person, Jesus Christ. And I'd known about him all my life. I, I mean, you know, I believed that he was the son of God. I believed the Bible was the word of God. I believed in a heaven and a hell. But it was all just knowledge of Jesus, you know. I, I believed in Jesus like I believe in George Washington. Anyone else believe in George Washington, right? You read about him, didn't you? Something about an apple tree or something, I don't know. Well, that's how my relationship with Jesus was. But then one day, you know, I, I, light came. And I saw that it was my responsibility to not just believe in him and trust in him, but I actually had to invite him into my life. You know? It's what the Bible calls salvation. To be born again. Amen. And I can't explain, you know, it in words, but I, I was immediately changed. Yes. And my thirst and hunger for worldly things just, just didn't exist anymore. Amen. And, and I didn't know anything. I was just a blank canvas, so to speak. But, you know, even though... You may not have book smarts, that when you come in a relationship with God, you've got this inner knowing, because yes. now he's a part of you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And he started to, to show me things. Yeah. I started recognizing his voice. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. And the reason I... I'm not just talking now. I'm, I'm trying to help. What's the reason that some people hear him and others don't? Because, you know, you've, you've seen these people that say, God told me to do this, and they do something really stupid. And you know God didn't tell them to do that. <laughs> How come they, they can't hear? And yet other guys, you know, every, everything that they do just seems to turn out blessed. And just recently, the, the, the Lord showed me that I had an attitude towards God that wanted to please him. Yeah. See, because he accepted me when I was unacceptable. Right. He loved me when I was unlovable. He forgave me when I didn't deserve to be forgiven. He brought me into his family and placed his life inside of me where I wasn't worth a plugged nickel to do that for. 
You know, the Bible talks about that that person that <clears throat> the more they're forgiven of, the more they love God. Yeah. Well, I got forgiven of a lot of junk. Yeah. Me too. I'm not going to go down the list. Just, you can just imagine on your own. I was not a good person. Yeah. And I'm still working on that. Yeah. Amen. 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 And so I had this appreciation for him. You don't know how many times I would just think about it and almost be brought to tears to think that he accepted me the way that I was. And he that lifted me up out of that miry clay and set my feet upon the rock. And so I began to want to please him because of how much he did for me. And because I wanted to please him, then I started inviting him to speak into my life when I had to make decisions. Yeah. Amen. I had never done that before. But I already had evidence of where it gets you when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I was under the barrel. Yeah. That was because Bruce was making his own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started to... to to let him actually, this is a very strange concept, I actually invited him to be my Lord. Yeah. Not just my Savior, but to be the governing force, the, the Lord, to be the master over me. And that I would, I would confide in him on things to, to do. And it was amazing what happened. I was amazing what happened. When, when his voice was being recognized and obeyed. And he was taking me places that I went, wow, Bruce couldn't have done this. Right? And so, as I followed him, all those areas of my life that, that, that evil had infected, he helped me to, to clean it up and, and, and to get rid of the imitation and to get the real deal. How many know that everything in this world that's sparkling like gold is an imitation? And it really can't satisfy. Oh, it can give you a buzz. It can give you, you know, a temporary reprieve. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, it can't satisfy. That's right, yeah. it, can't, it can't fill the emptiness that's in your life. Because right, yeah. only he can do that. So the question I need to ask this morning is, is, is it the will of God for us to hear the voice of God? Yes. Did, did Bruce just eat a bunch of pizza, you know, and he, you know, he got, you know, a little, little off there and was hearing voices? I mean, uh, is it the will of God for us to hear the voice of God? I mean, you talk to somebody outside these four walls and you talk about, you know, God spoke to me, they're going to look at you like, 
Step away. <laughs> right? But is God willing to speak to you? Is he willing to speak to me? I mean, after all, isn't he busy doing other things more important? I mean, he's got a, he's got a whole universe to take care of. Does he got time and, you know, to help me on, you know, which car to buy? Yes, he does. Which, which, you know, which person to marry? What job to get? Yes. What church to go to? Yes. Amen. What translation to read? Yes. <laughs> you see, we've we got to make sure that we don't look at God in terms of humanity. Every one of your hairs on your head is numbered. He knows every cell in your body. He knows what's coming tomorrow, the next day, the next year, the next decade. And can communicate it to you. So, first and foremost, if I'm going to seek something from him, I've got to make sure it's his will for me to have it. Or I'm going to get myself into a, you know, bad place. So let's just finish by figuring that out and we'll go home. Oh yeah, we can get it done. I want you to go over to Acts twenty two fourteen. 14. Acts twenty two fourteen. Say this out loud while you're looking because I know you can multitask and see you walk around with your phone and doing other stuff at the same time. You can do this. Say this out loud. When I hear the voice of God and I follow it, good things happen to me. Is it the will of God to hear his voice? Acts twenty-two fourteen. He's speaking to Paul, who just got knocked off his donkey. And God said, the God of our fathers has chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one. That just one is Jesus Christ. And that you should hear, everybody say hear. Hear. You shall what? Hear. Hear what? The voice of his mouth. Well, you know, if it's the will of God for the Apostle Paul, being a believer, that's the will of God for you and me. I think it'd be good for me to say this. God doesn't have any favorites. There's no one more important than you to him. We really need to stop looking down on ourselves or think that God will esteem someone else more than ourselves. It's just not true. He's love. He doesn't have love. He is love. And everything that he did, you could boil it down to, he did it for you. He put Jesus on that tree for you. 
He raised Jesus from the dead for you. He set Jesus down at the right hand of God the Father for you. He placed his Holy Spirit inside of you for you. And he wants to speak to you more than you want to listen to what he has to say. Amen. Amen. And to you individually, you're the most valuable person to him. That's right. Amen. You know why we struggle over this? It's because we think God's judging us from the outside. Your outside is just dirt. It's a substance of this earth. God's not of the earth. He's of heaven. And he made your inner man of a heavenly substance. You become a new creature in Christ. You're now a part of God. And when he sees you, he doesn't see your exterior. He doesn't see the house you live in. He doesn't look at what you've done and what you didn't do. Yes. He's not looking at your behavior. That's right. That's right. He's looking at you on the inside. That part of you that he touched and breathed into and recreated and raised you up into the newness of life and then set his Holy Spirit inside of you to live inside of you to help you. So when you see this guy, Paul, and God speaking to him, don't just go, oh, I wish he'd do that for me. Maybe someday if I'm as good as Paul. No. Jesus has already made you good enough. You can't get any better than you are right now. Or we'd have to look down on what God created inside of you. We just might preach this morning. I don't Yay. know. <laughs> Going over to John 5.25. I told you we're getting out of here, right? I only have 13 pages here. We'll get there. John 5.25. It says that God said, He says, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is here. When the dead, who? The The dead shall what? Hear the voice of the Son of God. Now, when I saw this last night, I went, wee doggy. I like that. I, I, I like that. If God's voice is both spoken by God and heard by the dead, then how much more will he speak to me? Yes. Yes. Amen. Now, you know, if this verse wasn't true, you never would have gotten saved. Yeah. Brucey babes would still be out there in, in the world being stupid. <laughs> right? Just acting like a junkyard dog. But no, when I was dead in my trespasses and sins, guess what? I heard the voice of Jesus. What do you suppose he said? I love you. I died for you. 
I have a place for you. Come unto me, and I'll lift your burdens. Not once did he say, "Ah, you're going to hell. I don't know why we think we can get people tempted to receive Jesus by telling them that they're going to hell. That's right. Yeah. Amen. That's just, just, that's just, well, I don't want to describe it. It just doesn't work, does it? The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads the person to repentance. That's right. So it says here in verse 25 that the dead hear the voice of the Son of God. Amen. You're in John, go to the 10th chapter. John 10, 27. John 10, 27. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm seeing it. It's getting inside of me. My sheep. We got any sheepies here that are his? We got, we got any sheepies in here? Nah. Got some sheepies? That's me. It says that his sheep do what? Hear his voice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And, it's, and it says, and I know them. Amen. Many, many times that word know is, is talking about a deep degree of intimacy. He knows us. And because they hear my voice, look what they're prone to do. They follow me. You see, that's all Bruce was doing multiple decades ago. I won't tell you how many decades ago. But that's all I was doing early on as I'm just saying, I'm a sheep. You're the shepherd. You know more than I do. I guess I'll just follow you. Tell me what you want me to do about this. And then I go, okay, let's do it. And even though my mind was going, are you crazy? He showed me, we're kind of getting this a side journey here. He showed me, he says, uh, you know, the neighbor had an old M37 power wagon for sale. It's an old army truck, four-wheel drive. It wasn't running and just something on the inside. You, you, you need to have that. <laughs> Told Mary Ann about it, and when I peeled her off the ceiling and uh, you know, kind of told her I felt like the Lord was telling me that, she said, all right, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden, you know, I had a neighbor come to me, and he goes, uh, I got 40 acres up here and got a bunch of moss rock on it. And... Uh, I'll sell it to you for $3 a ton. And I go, huh, I got a power wagon. I can climb that mountain. 
It's a pickup. I'll just throw the stuff in the back. But how am I going to get it to market? One day, driving down the road, here's this old 51 Chevy side dump truck. All of a sudden, huh. All of a sudden, that's my truck. It just had a no one on the inside. So I got that truck, took the four-wheel drive, and the, after I got it running, took it down there to this guy's place. And Mare and I would just go up the top of the hill, up to his fence line of the 40 acres, and we'd point it downhill. And we'd just start throwing moss rock in the back of it, right? Pull it down to the bottom of the hill, back the pickup truck to the, took one of the side dump panels down and just backed up to the thing, put some pallets down. We just started loading, loading the moss rock onto these pallets, and then we'd get six pallets. We'd go on down to Lyons and sell it to the Lucanen brothers. How much was I paying for the stone? $3. Lucanen brothers were giving me 40 can you do the math? <laughs> and we were hauling down eight ton a day. He showed me that from here because I wanted to please him and do the things he told me to do. And he showed me how to be rich. I never could have thought of that. My sheep. They hear my voice. Amen. And when we obey what the shepherd shows us and tells us, what happens? Goodness happens. Amen. Goodness happens. One more? Unamas? Romans 8, 14. Oh, yeah, we got to quit. Hurry up. Romans 8, maybe I should stop taking side journeys. Romans 8, 14. says, for as many as are led, that means directed, guided. When they're led by who? The Spirit of God. Where is the Spirit of God? Is, is the Spirit of God out here somewhere? No, he's right here. Uh-huh. In the inner man. We don't have to look out here for guidance. It's going to come from right in here. This is why we miss it. Because we're looking for guidance from the seen realm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we see something, we evaluate it, and then we decide whether or not that's good or not. But if you get direction from here, it's based on the Spirit of God. And that's all I was doing. I was just following this. From the inside. Yeah. The voice, the witness of the Lord on the inside. Yeah. And it was amazing. Good things started happening. Amen. I had this dark cloud following me around for years, and all of a sudden that dark cloud lifted. Yeah. When I stopped doing things my way Amen. and doing things his way. Yeah. Yeah. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 16 says, the Spirit himself will bear witness. He'll speak or give you light and understanding to your spirit. Because we're the sons of God. 
Amen? Amen. Go ahead and stand up. So we talked about, we talked about setting the course of our life in this new decade. So it's going to be us to set its course. And so we have to have a plan to follow that will cause us to go on that course. Right? Things aren't just going to happen automatically for you in terms of what God wants for you. You've got to pursue them. I said you've got to pursue them. That's why not everybody's getting it. Because they're off pursuing other things. Amen. And so what I decided that this was going to be my, my resolution for this coming year. That I was going to take steps to hear his voice more accurately and more confidently and more consistently. Now, you know, I'd like to be able to tell all y'all that, man, I've arrived, I'm this and I'm that, and woohoo. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I'm on the same road you're on. Right? And I have not arrived. In fact, I never will arrive until I go over to the other side. That's right. That's right. Amen. So we are all a work in progress. Amen. And so I decided that this year, what I'm going to emphasize is becoming more and more familiar and, and that I can recognize his leadings and his voice and his vision more consistently, yeah. more accurately. Yeah. Amen. Right? Now, he's been doing it for me in the past, but I, I can have more than what I currently have. But I've got to do what? Pursue it. Yes. And so that's my goal. I said, that's my goal. So I'm already listening to teachings on the subject. I'm already considering what books, you know, I need to get and begin availing myself to that points to the big book. Right? And, and I'm just going to get that, that, that ability by pursuing that desire of hearing him more consistently and accurately. I'm going to get that and it's going to be awesome. It's been awesome already. Just think it's going to get awesomer. Amen. I don't know if that's a word, but it's going to get awesomer. All right? Amen. Amen. And so then you can decide what you're going to pursue this year. You can either keep pursuing what you've been and keep having what you've you've already gotten and get more of the same. Or maybe you can make a course direction change and go, "Uh uh-uh, honey. I'm going to follow the Lord. (laughs) I'm going to go after what he's got for me. Amen? Amen. And I don't care what my friends think, what my neighbor thinks, what my co-workers think. I don't care if they think I'm weird or wacky or a freak. (laughs) Or I've lost my marbles. Oh, boy, we've lost them. He's he's out there. Woo! He believes God speaks to him. Well, we just won't tell him anything. We'll just pursue it. Amen? Amen. So say this out loud. I am... Now say that with conviction. Yes. Say, say, say it like you believe it. Amen. You ready? I am, I am a, child of God. a child of God. I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite. He, loves he loves me the most. And he has a plan for my life. Yes. 
It's a plan that's good. It has an expected end. I choose to set the course of my life in the direction of receiving all he has for me. I know that includes recognizing his voice. I purpose in my heart to hear his voice, to recognize him, even in the small details of life. And more than that, I'll follow what he shows me. Therefore, my life will be in a collision course for his goodness and his blessing and his awesomeness. I thank you for it now. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I kept you 10 minutes late. That was my bad.